So before we get into our lesson, just want to let you all know that are listening, that Team BCU is definitely praying in the mighty name of Jesus for all of the survivors, family, and friends of those who were, will, and may be affected by Hurricane Matthew. We know that Haiti has been devastated. Uh, Many, many, many people have lost their lives. Uh, The storm is currently making its way through Florida. It still has to hit parts of Georgia and South Carolina. So um, BCU family, I am trusting that you are praying for all of those who are in the storm, uh, the path of the storm rather. And uh, also uh, as you're praying for them, let's also see what we can do with God's grace and his guidance on what we can do after everything is all over because folks are going to need our help. And as a family in Christ, that's what we do. Amen? Amen. All right, everybody. So we are back and continuing our lesson on the singles chalkboard. So the last time we were together, uh, I took you through the audio portion of the She Is Set Apart Singles Conference 2016. I was a part of that, and we were talking about five areas that singles can concentrate in really in their relationship with Christ to make the relationship with Christ a lot better. So that prepares us for any other relationship that God has for us. So last time we were together, we talked about the spiritual, financial, and the emotional aspects. And this time we're going to continue on emotions. We'll talk about the physical aspects and also the mental, probably a little different from what you're envisioning. So take a listen as to what God gave me to give you. So before we go into our audio, it's a good idea to have your notebooks handy to jot down the scriptures so you can study those and take note of what God tells you. Also, if you'd like more detail with those five areas in a PDF format, just send an email to blen at blencouragesyou.com or pop me a note in the comments and I'll be glad to get that out to you. All right, BCU family, stay tuned. What you'll hear next is the audio portion from the 2016 She Is Set Apart Conference. Coming right up. Again, attracting the wrong guys. Someone that said that they feel stuck. Uh, Someone else asked about, you know, seeing great Christian couples and feeling kind of, you know, envious on the inside. Normal. Completely normal. And then someone this is where you want to concentrate. This is your happy place. 
So think about how you deal with offenses. Offends you. When, saying, when that person cuts you off, talks back, when someone talks to you in a way that you don't like, how do you respond? Our scriptures here are Luke 17, 1 through 4, and then Romans 12, 19 through 20. So we have to know how to deal well emotionally with people. So we have to make sure that we know how to handle conflict correctly. Do we shut down? Do we get, do we go out and spend? Do we cuss people out? Do we lash out? How do we handle ourselves emotionally? Are we ready to be in a relationship? As far as expressing feelings are concerned, you know what? Offenses will come. The book of Matthew tells us that they will come. How do we deal with it? Do we go directly to the person after we've calmed down? Or do we get up? There are so many relationships now that are lived out on social media. You know, a couple gets into it and they're fighting on Facebook or Twitter or, or saying angry things to one another. That's not healthy emotionally. So we have to examine how we deal with that, how we deal with that. Forgiveness. This is a big one, y'all. And in any relationship, there's got to be a level, several levels, several times, a day sometimes for forgiveness. Mark chapter 11, verses 25 to 26 tells us that. The scriptures let us to know that we are to give, forgive rather, 70 times 7. Now, I don't typically do math in public, but that adds up to be 490 times. Seven times, yeah, 490 times. And what the Lord was saying here was that we've got to lose track of how many times we've had to forgive someone. Think about how many times the Lord has forgiven us for the things that we've done, for the offenses that we do on a daily basis weekly, monthly, hourly, secondly, that's a word, basis. And we want God to forgive us. We've got to forgive others. Oh, but Blaine, they hurt my feelings. They knew better. Offenses will come. The Bible already tells us that. Offenses will come. They will come from your spouse, your boyfriend, significant other, your girlfriend. Offense is going to come. It's how we deal with it emotionally that makes a difference. So we have to know that that's going to happen. And we offend people as well. And what do we want? Forgiveness. I said I was sorry. I apologized. All in how we deal with it. All right, I'm going to move on, y'all. Still on the emotions because this is a big one. Anger. How do we deal with that? Do we hold on to it? Ephesians 4 and 26 talks about that. We're not supposed to let the sun go down on our wrath. We can be angry because that is an emotion that God has given us. We're not supposed to sin. All right. So that, you know, we're not supposed to go cussing folks out or punch people in the face type of things. Or even if you don't do those things, giving them the cold shoulder, you know, giving them the little side hug. That's new things. We're to the person. Matthew tells us that. And we're supposed to talk it out. You may need a few minutes to calm down. It may not be the time or the place right then and there. At some point, you want to handle it in the same day, if at all possible, and then let it go. So we want to make sure that the anger doesn't simmer. Amen? All right. Disappointment 
and being healed from past relationships. Being healed. So where are our emotions there? When we see new guy or new girl, are we thinking about what happened four relationships ago? Are we keeping in mind, well, so-and-so did that. Um, Yeah, I, I, I see these traits coming. Sometimes there's a pattern because we attract the same type of pattern, especially if we're not healed in that area. We also think late, clean slate. So as you know, someone is approaching us and talking to us and trying to befriend us or whatever, new slate. Unless you recognize, you know, that this is a trick from the enemy, new slate. So are we healed? Are we whole? Are we whole? You know, with the man that was laying by the pool of Bethesda, when Christ asked him, Will you be made whole? He had excuses. No one puts me in a pool. People running before me. Will you be made whole? Christ is not interested in you staying broken and hurt over the person that hurts your feelings. He's not interested in you feeling, you know, guilty or sad or burdened down. He wants you to be healed. Will you be made whole? Go to him and talk to him about what happened. And I promise you, that he will take care of it and he will heal you from the inside. And the next time that person, you see that person or they come across in, in your mind or you see them on Facebook, it, it won't even affect you. You'll know that you have forgiven that person and that you're healed and moved on when you can see or hear that person or someone brings it up and it doesn't even move you. Your face is like this. Or you're like, oh, praise God. You know, you, you don't have eating that relationship so that's when you have forgiven from the heart and allowed the lord to heal you so for a lot of us women myself included that we really need to ask god to dig pain y'all it is painful because he can dig some stuff up if you ask the lord he's going to dig it up be hurt but the healing and the freedom that comes from that healing my god my god nothing compares y'all nothing compares all right, I'm getting excited in my spirit, and I've got to watch my time. All right, worry and stress, that's an emotional situation. Treat anxiety as a signal to pray. All right, Philippians 4, 6 through 8, if there's anxiousness coming in, if you're a stressor or a worrier, that's an emotional situation. It's not going to be good in a relationship. Now, it's not to say that you don't get stressed we don't stay stressed with the help of the Lord. Philippians 6 through 8. So we've got to pray and leave that to God. And then you want to be happy for others. You know, so many times, and, and myself included, we see other singles and we get envious of the relationships. And I understand that. I get it. Uh, Romans 12, 15 says to rejoice with them that rejoice. And I think that that's key. If your friend gets married or your cousin or whoever it is, or they found love or the Lord has blessed them, be happy for them celebrate them celebrate their anniversaries do that do that your day is coming and god is watching how you are reacting and if it's a little bittersweet for you take it to jesus psalm 62 and 8 says to pour out your heart before him lord i'm feeling a certain way in my heart about this thing he'll take care of it he will take care of it god is he is so interested in every facet of our lives. And there are certain things we will not yield to him. Yield those feelings to him and he'll take care of it. Ask me how I know. Ask me how I know. All right, I'm hearing I'm doing good on time. All right. 
So the emotions, uh, we want to make sure that we're taking care of that. So we've talked about the financial part of things. We've also talked about making sure that we're sound spiritually. We've got to be sound emotionally. All right. So now let's talk about physical. Let's talk about physical. All right. Hang on here with me, y'all, because it's not quite what you might think. My anchor scripture here is 1 Corinthians 6 and 20. Glorify God in your body and spirit, which belong to God. So in here, in this, and, and someone asked about me time, because, you know, between family and work and all of these things, it's very hard to get some me time in. And I would respond to that question to say, you know what? You can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't pour from an empty cup. So we have to, as, as women of God, take some time for ourselves and not feel badly about that. And, and that's, I think, where the physical comes in. That's where the physical comes in. I want to make sure you all can still hear me here. So what we want to ask um, God to help us to do is to carve in some time to be sure that we spend time with him. And also, let's take time for ourselves. Now, when I say physically, I don't mean that you've got to be in the gym, exercising, trying to be a size, you know, whatever. Uh, there are certain of us, myself included, that I'll never be a zero. And we praise God for the size zeros. That's not my, it's, that's not my ministry. That's, that's not where I'm, I'm not called to that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not called to be that. And I'm okay with that. So we have to be, we have to be sound within ourselves to accept ourselves for, you know, how God has made us, how God has made us. We also want to, you know, work with what we have. So our temple belongs to God. So with that, we want to be sure that we are not defiling that temple. And with that, we want to be sure Romans uh, 13, 13 through 14 talks about that. We want to be sure that we are not having sex outside of marriage. I know what the world says. I know what TV says. I know what radio says. I know what um, is portrayed. I know what all your friends are doing. I get that. When we go outside the will of God, when it comes to that, uh, what happens is, is that we defile our bodies. We defile our bodies. And with that, with defiling our bodies, we give ourselves away to other people. All right. And you can't get those pieces back. Sex was designed to be within the confines of marriage. So many of us have gone outside of that. Not here to convict you. Not at all. Not at all. Um, a lot of us have, have you know, uh, broken that, if you will, uh, myself included. We know better. Now we do better. Sex and love don't go together outside of a marital situation. So we want to keep this temple holy, y'all. And it's tempting. Um, some, some folks had asked about that. We want to get in the flesh. You want to think about if you're going outside of the will of God to do something here, uh, typically it doesn't end up well. Think about those relationships where you gave into those feelings, gave into that temptation. And when the relationship ended, when old boy just kind of, you know, washed his hands of me, how did you feel after that? Wouldn't it be better with the grace of God to wait for the one that God has for you so that you can enjoy what God created to be good without having to worry about someone walk away, someone violating you, someone using you up and then throwing you away like a, an old tissue. So keep that in mind and save yourself for who God has for you. We should present our bodies as a living sacrifice. That's Romans chapter 12 verses one and two. So 
if we're living sacrifice, you're not going to just sacrifice it and do any old thing with your body. Amen? So we want to be sure that we're not worrying and stressing in our body. We talked about that before um, because stress takes its toll on your body. Are we worrying? Are we pacing the floor looking for the one, looking for the one, worrying about it, stressing about it? It ages your insides, y'all. It ages those. And sometimes some illnesses can be brought on due to the fact that we're worrying and stressing. Let's give it to God. He's got everything under control. It's all in his timing. And as we're working these things out, he is working out who he has for us. We are becoming more like him. And um, we're going to find that, you know, the Lord may send along who it is that he has for us. So we want to take care of our bodies that way. And then we also want to take care of ourselves in a stewardship position by making sure that, you know, we are dressing modestly. Again, we don't have to dress with the, I call them the Winnie the Pooh shirts, you know, the ones that kind of come up to here. <laughs> You know, and, and whatnot. Now, modest does not mean we have to be looking like great, great, great grandma. We're not going back to the 1900s. We can be stylish, yet we can be modest as well and look nice. And we can accessorize, y'all. There's nothing wrong with accessories, a little scarf or, you know, colors that are flattering to you or, you know, glasses or, you know, having your hair done. There is nothing wrong with that. And and I'll tell you, my, bro- my brother's been married for uh, probably, yeah, over 20 years now. And he says that, you know, men are physical creatures. And what I mean by that is, is that they are attracted by what they see. It's not necessarily your size or anything like that or a particular shade or skin tone. It's just, you know, the grooming part of things. Guys like that. Now, women, you know, we'll see someone that may not be as handsome, but we see the potential under there and we can fix it up. Men like to see women that are put together. And I tell my nieces this all the time. You can just put yourself together. Doesn't matter, you know, what size or shape or anything you are. Just be put together. Put together. And we can do that. Be saved and still look attractive. Amen. So no need to looking dowdy and all that other sort of thing. Nah, we don't even have to do all that. We want to fix ourselves up. All right. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're getting down to our last one here, and that's mentally. What's going on in the mind? In the mind. So our scripture here is Matthew chapter twelve, verse thirty-four. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, what's on your mind? I keep going back to Philippians, y'all. Philippians 4 and 8. You know, the things that are true, just, honest, full of virtue, praise, good report. Are those things on our mind? Because what's in your mind and your heart is going to come out of your mouth. Are you a rehasher? Do you rehash things? Do you internalize things? Do you worry? Do you warrior? Do you have self-destructive behavior? So if you're constantly thinking of these things, they're going to come out in your speech and come out in your actions. And that's not attractive. That's not attractive. So we've got to work on what's going on in our minds. Also, how do you feel about yourself? Psalms 139 and 14 lets us to know that we are fearfully and we're wonderfully made. Do we believe that? Do we walk in that? Or are we busy comparing ourselves with this one and that one? And my sister who has this that I wish that I had, my brother, and absolutely not. So we have to be content in how God has made us in this particular shell. Someone's going to love it. Someone is going to love it. (laughs) 
And we have got to love ourselves because God made us the way that he wanted us to be made. All right. Yeah. Yes. We wish we had, you know, smaller feet or longer hair. All of us do. Let's give God praise. What would happen if we gave God praise for how he made us? And I'll tell you, among all of the things that we've talked about, the confidence in Christ and how he made you. And if that's coming out of you, that's attractive. That is attractive. All right. So listen, you also have to watch, listen, and be careful of the company that you keep. Someone asked about friends that were not being so obedient. I would say to you, Proverbs 4 and 23, and then Psalm 1, 1 through 3. We can't sit in the counsel of the ungodly, stand in the way of the sinner. We can't do that. We can't do that. Now, I realize that now all of our friends are saved or Christian-minded or Christ-minded, or you may have some friends that are not quite growing in that area. I would say to you that as you get more serious about your walk with Christ, you're going to notice that those friends are going to kind of pull back from you. If they're not trying to come up to where you are, they're going to pull back. And the Lord will send you some new friends. We've got to be careful with who's in our ear about what it is that we should be doing to get someone or to to make ourselves more attractive. You know, getting on Match.com and all these sort of things. If God hasn't called you to that, and I don't know that we should, I think we should wait on him. I think we should wait. Um, Then you you don't want to do that. Oh, we'll come out to the singles bar with no, no. Well, if you just wore your shirt, your skirt a little, mm-mm, mm-mm. we got to be sound in what Christ is telling us to do and sound in our minds and know when we are listening to wise counsel versus folks that are just telling you to do any old thing to get somebody. And that's going to be any old body. And you're going to be stuck. Broken heart, broken relationship. You don't want that. We don't want that. We've been single way too long to, to waste time and invest time in something that God has said no to. All right, BCU family. So that brings to a conclusion those five areas where singles can focus on while they are waiting on the Lord. And if you took careful note, those five areas are relationship areas that we need to work on in our relationship with Christ. So if we're working on our relationship with him behind the scenes, he can work on the relationship that he has for us if it's in his perfect will. All right. So listen, I want to thank you all so much for stopping by. And if the post and the podcast was a blessing to you, please make sure you let us know by leaving us a comment and also sharing. Also, please be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you haven't already done so, subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and on iTunes. This is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com signing off. God bless you. May he make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. And until we're together again, stay on the wall.